Good morning, everyone. Just give some time, a few minutes here. It's 9.01 in the morning. Today is September the 2nd, 2018, Sunday morning. Good morning, Miss Allen. Should I say Sister Allen, glory to God. He's not ashamed to call them brethren, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not going to be how you doing, Teacher Joseph, when I get to see the Lord, amen. For this reason, he's not ashamed to call them brethren. The scripture says, Whoo, man, how we got it so twisted up in this in this season, in this time that we're living in. Um, well, we're out here again. We're getting ready to do a Facebook Live. Present the Word of God to you. Bring the principles of the, and the ways of God to the people of God. The scripture says that the children of Israel knew his acts, A-C-T-S, but Moses knew his ways, and we too can come to know the ways of God, but it's not going to come just by reading and studying and getting involved without the Spirit of God. In other words, you must seek his presence, amen. His presence makes the difference. His presence is what gives you the light to give you the understanding, amen. In him was life, John 1, 4, and the life was the light of man. Life is the Greek word zoe, and life is the, I mean, light is the Greek word phos. So his life gives us light. Amen. So, hallelujah. That's what we want. We want the presence of God. Amen. We don't want to be involved out here and pushing forward and bringing forth without God's spirit and without his presence. The scripture says that, But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. Freshness. Amen. Fresh glory to God. Hello, Mr. Nando RT. I don't know who you are. Mr. Munoz, Pepe Munoz, Salud is watching. Hallelujah. Jeff and Sandy Beal are watching. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to get started here in a few minutes. I'm just, uh, just, just sharing, amen, preaching the kingdom of God, amen, the gospel of the kingdom, amen. Eugene Estrada. How you doing, Mr. Estrada? Luis. Sidara, how you doing, Luis? Amen. Praise God. Where's everybody from before we get started? I'm from here in the Dallas, Texas region. Grand Prairie, to be more exact. All right, 904, we got about another minute. Just wait a few more minutes, Lord of God. You know, I've been born again since I was 18 or 19. I don't, I don't remember when. I don't. I do remember the time period. It was around the time of my birthday, March in March. But um, I remember that day, the man of God coming to the house after about an hour of being patient with me and asking all these silly questions. Am I going to have to change my life? <laughs> well, when you change uh, wardrobe, in other words, when you put on the robe of Christ, guess what? There's a new government, amen. There's a new authority. There's a new structure. So, yeah, you're going to have to change your ways. You're going to have to change your life, amen. But I remember, you know, diligently seeking the Lord, and then I backslid. I guess it's been uh, 14 years ago. And I just remember being cold, cold, cold for the Lord. You know, Jesus said, I don't want you in between. I want you either, you're either going to be cold or you're going to be hot. So, I just remember... Um, 
And by the way, it was it was in Deleon, Texas, and I was, like I said, I'm, I'm from Texas. I was born here in Texas, but that's where I was at when I got born again. But anyway, Mr. Paul Jones, he's saying he don't know how to do all this Facebook stuff. Well, it's just a, it is a great tool, amen, the Facebook, and, and uh, there's a lot going on with this IT stuff, with this technical stuff, but anyway, let me get back to uh, what I was saying. So, I backslid from the Lord, and then I guess it's been four years coming in February, maybe five, February the 7th, it was a Friday night, I was sitting there playing my guitar, I had everything tuned up real nice, I could tune it from my... Wait a minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> let's back up a minute. It's uh, 9.06, so let's go ahead and uh, get started in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for all the brothers and sisters that are partaking and, and viewing the broadcast. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father, that the same strength that's on me, the same anointing, amen, this anointing that we have received abides in us. And we need not that any man teach us, say that anointing, glory to God, it will teach us. And that anointing that the, you inside of your people, Father God, that's what quickens your people, amen. Quicken them, Father, in their spirits. Quicken us, Lord, according to that word, for that word is truth, Lord God. Make this word come alive for your people, Lord God. In him was life, amen, Zoe. And the Zoe was the false, the light of God, John 1, 4. In other words, God's life, when you spend time in the presence of God, when you spend time under the anointing of being taught the presence of God, the teachings the Word of God, the will of God, the work of God, the way of God, amen. That same anointing will get in you, will get on you. In other words, you'll be quickened by your own spirit to bring forth the Word of the Lord anywhere and everywhere you go, glory to God. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about being in the four walls, glory to God. I'm talking about a relationship, glory to God. And we have no fellowship unless there's a relationship. If I don't spend time with God, if I don't get before my Father, amen, and get that impartation from the Lord, not just to get the impartation, but because I love my Father, amen. I love His ways. I love the Word, the work, the will, the way, etc., etc. If that impartation does not come from the Lord, then it's not going to come to you. And I thank you, Father God, but my horn shall you exalt like the horn of a unicorn. We, glory to God, shall be anointed with fresh oil. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence right now, Father, for your life. Amen, Father. I bless you and I thank you for all those brothers and sisters that will be listening to this broadcast now and in the future, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, the thing about oil is when, hello, Mr. Rogelio Covuruboyas, excuse me if I say it wrong, Vega. I remember, um, you know, when you put on oil, lotion, right, you have to wait a few minutes for that lotion to get off your fingertips and stuff, because everywhere you go, it'll start getting smeared everywhere. And that's the way it is with the presence of God, amen. When you encounter people, when you bring forth the spirit from your spirit, amen. The words of life. Hello, Miss Dabney, Ruby Dabney. When you bring forth the words of life, amen, those words, amen, are able to bring life and bread to the body of Christ anywhere you go, amen. Just like Jesus, when he encountered that woman at the well, he told her, I've got water to drink of that you know not of, amen. This water is gonna be it's gonna quench your thirst forever, amen. And it's true, as long as you keep seeking God, as long as you Keep seeking God and keep seeking His will, His word, His work, His way. That word, that living bread, that life of God, that water will refresh you. Amen. Give you presence, give you life. Amen. Give you an understanding of where you're at in your life. Quicken you 
give you wisdom, give you light. What is light for to see? When we're in darkness, we need to see, amen. Anthony Topmiller, how you doing, sir? Alex Hernandez. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Lord, for all the brothers and sisters, amen. Well, <clears throat> so I was saying, you know, like I said, I backslid, and then I remember I said there that night, and I was playing my guitar, and I had everything tuned up. I could tune from the guitar, and I could tune from the amp to sound exactly the way I liked it, you know. And it, what's interesting about that is in that pursuit of, of, of getting to that place, it took me a long time, you know, and a lot of experiments, a lot of amplifiers, guitars, all this stuff. But the point I'm making is, is I remember my son, he asked me a few weeks ago, what got you to that place, Papa, where you turned back to the Lord? So I was sitting there, and um, I was tuned, I had everything all tuned up real good. I was sitting there on the edge of the desk, and my sons were in there playing their Xbox or their games or whatever. And it was 1230 at night, so, you know, it was Friday night, so we were having a, a, a guy's night, I guess. <laughs> And I remember, and I sat there, and I put my hand on my chin. I said, I said to, I said, is this it? In my mind, I was thinking, is this it? In other words, all this work and all this labor and all this time and money and spending on all these products and different things, is this what I came to get to this place where I could, you know, manage the sound the way I like it? And at that point, hey, Richard Hernandez, amen. Hallelujah. You know, I got, like I said, I said, is this it? And and at that point, you know, I just broke before the Lord. You know, the scripture says, if you will to fall upon the rock, you will be broken. Amen. Martin Hernandez, hallelujah. Martin. You will be broken, but if the rock fall on you, it's going to crush you to powder. So in other words, when the Holy Ghost is quickening us, when he's bringing life to us, and, and God is requiring us to repent, because of his goodness, amen. At that moment, you know, you should break. You should get before God. And, and, and there should be a, a true sorrow, godly sorrow, amen. We know that there's two words for repentance. One of them is metanoia, which means godly sorrow. In other words, you're sorry, and therefore you turn. The other one is worldly sorrow, which is metamalomai. is worldly sorrow, and it means that you, you're sorry because you got caught. And that's the way we, that's the condition that we're in a lot of times, is that we got caught and therefore we turn. But it's not from the heart, amen. You're not being initiated by your spirit, amen. But anyway, I remember I repented before the Lord and I said, Father, forgive me for not teaching your people, for not bringing them forth your life, for not, for missing all the opportunities to bring forth the kingdom of God. And we're talking about 15 years of wasted time, you know. Hallelujah, Brother Martin. We're talking about 15 years of wasted time, man. I broke before the Lord, and I just remember repenting to the Lord, and, 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 and months and months and months and months after that occurrence, you know, every time the presence of God showed up, man, it was just break. You know, the scripture says, to whom much has been given, much is required. You see, what the depth and what he took you out of, glory to God, is, 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 is primarily the depth of your commitment. But I love God, amen. I love to serve the Lord. I love to do His, His work, His way, His word, amen. The will, the word, the work, the way. I, I, I say those four statements all the time because there's many, 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 many that have gone out. And they're not doing it the way of God. They haven't, they're not doing it by the word of God. Therefore, they're not doing the will of God. Therefore, now they're, not, they're not involved in the true work of God. So, anyway, the point is, is that... <clears throat> 
you know, burning, burning, burning for the Lord, man. Every time the presence of God showed up, just breaking, breaking, breaking. And um, even then still, you know, there was a lot of carnality that I, had, that I had to deal with. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect man. But what I'm saying is God delivered me out of so much, amen. And uh, and he's faithful, amen. The scripture says that that he's not a man that he, sh he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. For has he said it, shall, shall he not do it? And has he spoken it, and shall he not make it good, amen. So uh, I, I just remember that, that word, these teachings and these principles that I had taught, been taught for so long from the place that I came from in Marshall, you know, the foundation that was laid, those scriptures will start coming back, and I didn't even understand why. And as the scripture says that he is faithful, he cannot deny himself. In other words, whatever he's poured into your spirit, glory to God, that same anointing is going to teach you. It's going to start begin to. It's going to begin to come forth. It's going to begin to give you a drive and a desire to pursue after the Lord, Amen. To pursue after His Word, not because not for anybody's glory, not so that mankind can see you, your brothers and sisters can see you, but for the glory of God, Amen. Only because you want to please your Father. You see, there is a distinction in the kingdom of God, and that is that God, in the kingdom of God, we are sons and daughters of God, Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, Amen. He's our Father, amen, and He's bringing us forth after Christ, amen. He's bringing forth many sons unto glory, just like Jesus Christ. Mr. Tim Cole, I don't know how to say that last name, K-O-H-L-L-E-P-E-L, Capel. So, anyway, bringing many sons unto glory, just like Jesus Christ, and His goal was always to bring forth after His kind, amen, and doing it the, the way of God, the will of God, the word of God, the work of God. And so, many, many, many have gone forth. And Jesus said, you know, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, you see. We need to understand that that it must be the way of the Lord. I want to bring out a scripture here in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 34. I mean, you know, the, word, the, the voice of the Lord thunders marvelously, amen. Man, when I hear that thunder outside, man, it blesses me so much. Mm. Scripture says in, in Ezekiel 43.10, Thou, son of man, show the house to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. See, when we get out of line with the Lord, we don't understand what we're doing. All of a sudden now, the, the, the hedge is breaking down. The walls are breaking down, you see. And we need to understand that, that that's the purpose. That's part of the reason of maintaining our relationship and fellowship with the Father. Hello, Mr. Christopher Bumgarner. You see, you, we must maintain our relationship with the Father. And, and the reason, like I said, one of the reasons is because if you don't, the hedge is going to be broken. So in other words, Satan's going to have a authority to come in and out. Because let me tell you something, Satan, the demons, the scripture says they know the word of God. In other words, they tremble when they when they hear the word of God. In James it talks about. And uh, they know the word of God. They know that if, if someone is breaking fellowship with their father in relationship because of their sin, see sin separates us, right? Then therefore they're going to have a heyday and be able to come in and out of that situation, get out of that house if you will, anytime they want. So it says that, and if they be ashamed of their iniquities, no, I'm sorry, if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form 
of the house, and the fashion thereof, and the goings out thereof, and the comings in thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the laws thereof, and write, write it in their sight that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. This is the law of the house. Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. You see, when we come to Jesus Christ, amen, we must come to him as a little child. We can't have preconceived ideas of what we think the kingdom of God is. And again, I'm not talking about a religious system. You know, I was listening to this uh, this gentleman on Periscope, and he's talking about he's not preaching a, a particular religion and whatever, whatever. Well, I I got on the on the broadcast, and uh, you know, I just shared some principles. First of all, does everybody know who Melchizedek is? Right, Melchizedek. He was a high priest. Amen. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, a high priest, and the scripture says that Abraham brought him, brought him, brought him. I mean, he brought Abraham bread and water, Genesis 14. So anyway, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is after the order of Melchizedek, and Melchizedek is a, is a Hebrew word. It comes, it means Melech is the Greek word for king, and Zedek is the Greek word for righteousness, king of righteousness. So the scripture says in Hebrews that he was going to be a priest forever. So a priest unto God, ministering and serving the Lord, and a priest unto the people. But also in the, in the, in the realm of dominion, king ruling in the, in the demonic realm, in the realm of darkness, you see. As the scripture says, we've been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son in Colossians. So the point I'm making is that we got translated from one dominion to another dominion. The dominion of Satan, now we're in the dominion of Christ, the king, you see. And as sons and daughters, we rule in dominion in the spirit. So I, was, I briefly shared that on the broadcast, and then I also shared about the two Greek words for repentance, metanoiai and metamolomai. Again, metanoiai is godly repentance, godly sorrow. You're sorry, therefore you turn back to the Lord. And, and obviously, that is, you know, that's the way of the Lord. And then, uh, metamolomai is a Greek word that means um, you got caught. That's why you, you turned. You're sorry, you see. That's not true heart repentance. That's called worldly sorrow. So you have godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. So anyway, um, that's what I shared on this little broadcast. But, you know, just a couple statements on, on writing them out. Well, then all of a sudden I saw his face get a little contorted. <laughs> He's like, click. <laughs> and I got and I got banned, you see. <laughs> I can't watch any more of the broadcast. Well, the reason I laugh at that because <coughs> see it's the soul of a man that gets offended. And that's where the conflict comes in, it's our souls and all the corruptible seeds that are in that soul of a man. So the corruptible seed must be taken out and replaced with what? Incorruptible, which is the Word of God. Incorruptible seed. So I'm, I'm getting to the point to where, like I said, um, these that have came before us, you know, first of all, Jesus Christ, the Scripture says, He was a Son of God, right? And as a Son of God, Scripture says that the Greek word for Son there was the Greek word weos. He was the fully matured Son of God. And there's five different Greek words that speak of the growth and maturity of, of the believer. 
They are napios, which means no speech. You can find that in Galatians 4, 1 through 3. The scripture says you're under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. So then there's the second, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Child, child, child. And each reference there is napios. So I understood. I, thought, I spake. I thought. I understood and I thought. But now that I'm a man, see, now that I've come into maturity, that's not how I focus on things anymore as a little child. In other words, I've grown up, I'm coming into maturity. Potty on is the potty stage. You know, just like a baby, he's got to go through a stage of, of, of getting cleaned up all the time. He's walking around a little bit like a little baby boy or girl, but there's still a lot of cleanup to do. And that is in 1 John 2.13 that says that the Potions know their father. 1 John 2.18, they know the Antichrist. They know, know the times coming to knowledge. In other words, you come into accountability. And then we got Technon. He's a teenager. He's a youth. He's the one that thinks he's ready for the keys to the car, right? But when you give him the keys, he's doing what? He's burning out. He's accelerating real fast. He's, you know, he's doing all these immature things, right? And he's getting tickets and he's getting put in jail. See, he's not. He's still not ready. And many times that will, that's what we see now. We see a lot of sons and daughters that are Technons. They're still not ready. You see, they're still focused on themselves. The motivation is themselves. They're not dead to themselves. In other words, uh, hello, Mr. Chris Burkett. They're not dead to themselves, you see. And so, therefore, they live after themselves still. All right, so, um... And then we have, uh, and that's found in John 1, 12. That's one reference. It says, For as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. And then uh, we've got the word weas. This is the scripture about every time you see son of man, son of God, about Jesus, son of, it was the weas, the fully mature, the trustworthy. See, now he's come to a place because the scripture says, the captain of salvation in Hebrews chapter 2, see, he had to go through things. As, and as our captain, he went through sufferings, he went through trials. And guess what? As sons and daughters, so are you. You've got to be proven. You've got to be tested. Hello, brother. Mr. Chris Burkett. Brother Chris. You understand? We've got to go through it. Because how can, how can anything be, how can, I, how can I trust you, says the Lord? In other words, I haven't proven you. I haven't tested you. You know, are you walking in maturity and discipleship in your life? In other words. And then uh, that scripture is Romans 8 and 18. Let's take a look at that real quick. We're talking about the five stages of maturity here. The scripture says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God, the we of God. You see, the creation, the creature, they're waiting for the body of Christ to grow up into maturity. Why? Because as a mature son and daughter of God, you're going to be responsible. Amen. You're going to you're going to you're going to you're going to take ownership. You're going to be responsible for everything that, that that is in your life. So and the thing about all that is that is that I can't if I if I haven't proven you, I can't I can't entrust to you my work. You see, that's what the Lord is saying there. I mean, that's part of what he says in Hebrews chapter 2. So that's right. Faith until it's been tested isn't faith. That's exactly right. 
So it's got to be tried, amen. It's got to be proven. So because God is trying to get us to a place of maturity, amen. One of the names of God is Jehovah Shabbat. And it means the Lord of hosts, multiple hosts. It's not only the body of Christ on the earth. It's all the angelic forces behind Jesus Christ. In other words, under the authority of Christ. And if you're under the authority of Christ, guess what? You've got God's angelic assistant. You've got his presence. You've got his life. You've got his Holy Ghost. You've got the word in you. You've got the anointing in you. Amen. And you can bring it forth. And now you're going to have, like I said, you're going to have some backing. Somebody's backing you up as a son of God, as a daughter of God. And uh, the scripture says in Galatians 4, 6, And because you are sons of God, sons, and because you are weas, God sent forth his, the spirit of his son, the weas, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Same thing you wrote in Romans over there, you know. And, and that's the thing is that as the sons of God, we, we are able to be sent forth, amen. But not before that time. As it says in verse 4, Galatians 4, 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his weas, son, made of a woman, made under the law, you see. God sent forth his weas. Those are the ones that are getting sent forth to do the work of God. All right, so <clears throat> there's a lot more scriptures about the weas. And, uh, but the last one, that, that the five spiritual stages, is pater, which is father. Fathers are now matured. Sons and daughters, sons of God, daughters of God. You see, in other words, it's an attitude of the heart, the fatherhood principle. And Paul said that, that though you have 10,000 instructors, yet have ye not many fathers. For even so I have begotten you in the faith. In other words, I'm the one that brought you up. I'm the one that trained you, brought you to maturity, brought you to a place where now you're disciples of God. Now you can be trusted, amen. Now you can be moved, moving the work of God. So... And the thing about that is that, like I said, there's there's many, hello Mr. Freddy Garza, there's many, many, many out there that are mentors. I've heard that so many times. And for all you brothers and sisters, you need to understand that that word mentor, it's a, it's, it came from Greek mythology. And mentor was a very handsome man, okay, in their Greek society culture, in that whole philosophy. And mentor was so handsome that the gods wanted to be with him. You understand? I don't want to get graphic there, but the point is is that they had relationship, relations, man to man, woman to man, whatever. You see, it was all ungodly. It was all out of order. Hello, Mr. Oro Lopez. All right. So mentor, the, the, like I said, that comes from, again, that's the religious system. Hello, Mr. Eric J. Neal. That's the religious system that has crept in to the body of Christ, and they use the word mentor, but in the kingdom of God, they're called fathers, amen. We have one father, amen. You understand? One father, amen. We bring forth after the Spirit, after our Father, representing our Father in the earth, just like Jesus Christ did. And last week, I brought out, brought out the understanding that the body of Christ is the woman, Jesus is the man, right? And as the man, he brings forth after his Spirit into his body. Where is, where is the origin of what, what you're bringing forth? Where is it coming from? It's got to come from our spirits, amen, not from our souls that are full of corruptible seeds. Incorruptible versus corruptible. So we need to root out that corruptible seed, right? So 
anyway, the pater, he's the, he, those are fathers. These are elders. These are, you know, men of maturity, aged men. Amen. And, and well, I don't want to go into that too much. There's a whole nother. I mean, every time you kick off a scripture, you know, it brings forth a, a principle and an understanding. Okay. And, and so it's important that, uh, that we bring it forward after the Lord, amen, and not after our own opinions, views, and our philosophies, and what we think we've been taught. There's a brother that I that I met recently, and he, I don't, I, think, I don't remember what, where we were at, but he shared with me that, that brother, the things that you're teaching, I've never heard these things before. You see, and I was brought in up in a certain system called the Assemblies of God. Nothing, nothing wrong. I mean, nothing, no slam there. I'm just saying that's what he told me in the story, and. And see, and I get that all the time, is that when, when the kingdom of God is coming forward, man, it's like deer in the headlight look, you know. Eyes are like this, and they're like, whoa, where's this guy coming from? And what's funny is when you're a carnal man, the first thing you want to know is where did you come from? Who sent you? Just like they told Jesus, you see. Who sent you? How come, you know, what, 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 uh, where, where does this come from? You know, scripture says they were astonished at Jesus Christ and his doctrine. And that's pretty much how it is when you're when the kingdom of God is coming forth, Amen. And it comes forth with strength. There, ain't, there ain't no, you know. Uh, it comes forth with strength, Amen. And it should come forth with strength. You see, but but anyway, um, I remember there was a gentleman. He's like, you know, where did you come from? What's he want to know what system I came from? And I said, well, I came from Marshall. You know, involved in the stop training there, and and, and 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 you know the presence of God and. So anyway, the point is, is that, you know, that's kind of how it is in, in, with the carnal man. He can't figure it out. He can't understand where's this guy coming from, etc. But if you, if you allow your spirit to quicken you, etc., and, and take heed to that word in your spirit, Lord of God, it'll, it'll, it'll bring you forth after, after the Lord, amen. It'll bring forth after its kind, amen. The seed is in itself. And, uh, you know, I talked about earlier about the corruptible seed. You know, one thing that we need to understand when we're coming forth out of our souls is that our soul, you know, it's the mind, the will, and the emotion, right? And in the mind, the will, and emotion, the mind, he wants understanding by learning, by accumulating knowledge, the carnal man, in other words. <clears throat> and so, obviously, if you're not born again, then you just, you're, you're unregenerate. You have to be regenerated in your spirit. So, so the carnal man, he wants knowledge. He wants understanding, and he gets it by learning. This is why colleges are so successful you know, seminars are so su successful, even in the body of Christ, the, the people want knowledge, 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 knowledge. But it's kind of come forth in the right order and in the right spirit, amen. And and the and then there is a higher way, it's called revelation knowledge. When God quickens to it and quickens it to you in your spirit, all of a sudden your eyes are open, you're able to see clearly whatever that revelation and understand that he's bringing forth. You know, whatever that is, you're able to see it clearly. And, um, uh, and that's the way it should be, you see. I mean, the scripture says about the apostles that these guys, they knew that these men were unlearned men. I don't have, uh, 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 I'm not an elder. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I haven't went through, went through some course to say that I'm an elder, which, which by the way, an elder is, uh, when it lists those qualifications in Titus and Timothy, it's, it's, one of the things it says he's a husband of one man. So what does that tell you? You got women that are called elders, that's out of order. You ain't going to have that in the kingdom of God. I'm just telling you right now. You can have it in the religious system, but not in the kingdom of God. So anyway, 
anyway, uh, you know, like I said, and the thing about it is, is when you're in the system, when you're in the world, you're, uh, you're, 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 you, you flaunt your tags all the time, you see. I'm doctor this, or I'm apostle this, or I'm teacher this, or I'm master prophet this, or I'm bishop this. You know, there's only one uh, father, amen, and he's got sons and daughters, and as sons and daughters, we're brothers and sisters. That's it. The scripture says in Hebrews 2, he's not ashamed to call them brethren. And let me tell you something. There's a scripture in Job. It's funny how the Lord keeps hammering all these things all the time. Bring them forth. Job 32, 21 and 22. Let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person, person his face. Neither let me give flattering titles unto man. Flattering titles... Hebrew word, kana, it means to address by an additional name, to eulogize. For I know not how to, I know not to give flattering titles, in so doing, my maker would soon take me away. Let me tell you, I do not want to offend the Lord, amen. I don't want to be disobedient by the word, to the word, and, and, and put a title in front of myself. One of the things that you, you do as a son and daughter of God, when you put a title in front of yourself, you're limiting yourself. You see... You're saying apostle this or teacher that or prophet that. That's it. Let me tell you something. I know that there's more graces in my life, and I'm not just teacher. I know that prophetic anointing has come forth. And, 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 and the thing that God is always doing in my life is about order, and everywhere I go, there's always an un, a, 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 a desire to want to put things right. That's another anointing that, 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 that's there as well. I know I'm not appointment, you know, and, 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 and evangelism, that, 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 that's fine. That's a gift of God too, but I know I'm not an evangelist either. <clears throat> the point is, is that, you see, when you, when you, why would you want to limit yourself? You see, Jesus Christ was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher. Shepherd, I say shepherd because there was only one time used. In Ephesians 4, they said pastor. All the other times, the word appointment, which is shepherd. You understand? So as a shepherd and as an evangelist, etc., the, these are all gifts to the body of Christ. They're not who I am as a son of God. I am a son of God. You see, I come forth after the Spirit. I don't come forth after my soul. I'm not saying I won't, I'm not saying I'm perfect, I'm just telling you the way of God, you understand? And so, part of the soul and the, what things, the things that have to be rooted out of the soul, uh, you know, one of the things that, talking about the mind, well, emotions is determination. That soul man is determined, okay? And it, and it should be determined, but after the right order, after the spirit, amen? And then you got your emotions, so, excuse me. Sight, taste, touch, smell, and hearing. Determination is decision, choice, intent, purpose, desire. The mind, like I said, he wants understanding by, in, in its imagination, reasoning, thought, logic, intellect. He wants to get them from those five areas. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so, like I said, uh, um, the mind, the soul, the will, the emotions of a man. These seeds and the, the corruption that's been put in our lives through religion and through all the philosophies and trainings of men and women out there in the, in, in the world, you know, all those things, when you come to the kingdom of God, everything has to be scrutinized. Everything has to be checked, amen. We have to be inspected. We have to be thoroughly inspected. We have to know that what we're bringing forth is of God and not of our own soul. And the thing about the soul is that he always goes to the tree of knowledge. How many trees were there in the garden? Two. Two trees in the garden. We had, hello, Mr. Kevin Bennett. We had the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
right, and the tree of life. Tree of life, it says you can go to that tree anytime you want. The tree of life is a representation of Jesus Christ. In other words, you can come to me, glory to God. Seek me, seek me for my, in my wisdom, and I'll, and I'll train you, teach you, and bring you forth. And then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you see, it says that after you eat of this tree, you're going to have, you're going to bring death. In other words, you're going to die. Die means I'm not, you're not going to have the breath of God driving you, your spirit, the life of God in your spirit. You're going to be on your own. In other words, you're going to bring forth Ishmael's all over the place. You see, products of the flesh, Ishmael's. The scripture says that in, in Judges that they knew they were Ishmaelites because of the rings in their ears. Oh my God. You understand what I'm saying there? Brothers and sisters everywhere acting like the world, fashioning themselves after the cosmos, which is an arrangement of the world. The earrings and all these things, men walking around looking like women in, in some respect. This is out of order, you understand? So what I'm trying to say is that the soul, like I said, if he doesn't get the understanding of the training from the Word of God, from the Spirit of God, then then he's going to be coming forth after his own soul. So the soul, like I said, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, many of us will do good, but we won't do the evil. We won't outright steal or lie or manipulate or, or murder or, you know, hatred and all these other works of the flesh. You see, but we'll do the good thinking that it's God. The problem is it didn't come forth out of your spirit. That's the whole issue. And, and when it comes forth out of your soul, it's good. It's still not God. And it's still going to bring death. In other words, frustration, anxiety. Why don't things work? I'm doing it the way they did it. Oh, yeah. My goodness. And it's because, of, because it's coming forth out of your soul. And think about the soul. The soul is full of pride and arrogance. The soul is commanding, domineering, rude, crude, ill-mannered, inconsiderate. These are enemies, okay? These are things that are in our lives that are uh, that are problems. He's loud, he's boastful, he's talkative, he's opinionated, he's showy, he's demonstrative, he's flashy, he's obnoxious. He's full of insecurities, fears, intimidations, and inhibit inhibitions. Excuse me. He is introverted and extroverted. He doesn't know which way to go. He's double-minded. Critical, judgmental, condescending, and condemning, self-sufficient, self-reliant, self-motivating, and self-seeking. Idolatry, which is self-worship. He is selfish, you see. And until God comes into a man's life, or a, woman, a woman's life, and God begins to deal and empty us out from all that perversion and trash, you see, he's got to empty you out. You see. He's got to take all that that's offensive and, 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 and not after the spirit, after your soul. And then, glory to God, after you've been dealt with by the Lord, then he begins, begins to bring forth that anointing, that strength, to deliver the word of God, the kingdom of God, the power of God, amen, to the people, to the body, to the world. Mm. Man, that's been a 40, almost a 40-minute exhortation there. Woo! Oh, man. Well, it kind of uh, welcomes us. I mean, uh, it kind of is a segue there because of what I'm getting ready to talk about. One of the things about, you know, God and his, and his kingdom. Excuse me a second. I need to drink of water. One of the things about the kingdom of God is that Jesus said, 
Thane Rope Crafts, hallelujah, is watching. Praise God. So one of the things about the kingdom of God is that, you know, they wanted Jesus to set up a political system. And, and Jesus told them, my kingdom is not of this world, you see. You see, he said the kingdom of God is within you. Hello, Mr. Ganey, Robert Ganey, hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is within you, and that kingdom of God, first of all, we, we need some understanding about what the kingdom of God is, right? Hey, Mr. Justin Miles. We need some understanding about what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God, you see, is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? Because we serve a father that loves his sons and daughters, amen, and, and wants nothing more than, than his best for his people. He said, Jesus said, um, how does it go on? It says, um, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, the dominion, the realm, the realm of rule as a king, serving as a, as, a, as a priest unto the Lord and to your people, to the people. It's his desire, you see. We're, like I said earlier, we're after the order of Melchizedek, Melek, Zedek. Melek is king, Zedek is righteousness. We are kings of righteousness, you see. Not in the world, not in the, not in the sense that, okay, like the world, you know, looks at kings. Kings dominate, right? Kings take lands. They take ownership of the land. They want the dominion. They want the rule. They want to expand their rule. But the rule that we're seeking to expand is on our spirits. Dominating after the spirit. I mean, dominating the demonic realm, dominating sickness and disease, poverty, prostitution, etc., drug abuse, methe. Methe is a Greek word, drunkenness, which means, you know, it's from the Greek word drunkenness, which means an intoxicant. God wants us ruling all these realms, understand? So, again, so there is a kingdom of evasion <coughs> coming forth out of your spirit. And God is invading your heart. There is going to be a, a, a second coming, right? And that's when he's going to establish in the natural. Or what we understand as natural. But what I'm saying to you is that God wants to rule your heart out of your spirit. So that you come forth after your spirit. And where your soul is not dictating to you, but you're dictating your soul out of your spirit. So the heart is where the, where the, where the conflict is, right? The soul, in other words. He's got to be retrained, all right? He's got to be re-indoctrinated. Hallelujah. So this is where he wants to rule from. This is where he establishes his government, his rule, right? And, and, and there is, you know, Jesus said, I will build my church, right? My ecclesia. Church, what we think church is, it's not buildings. It's people, amen? He's bringing forth his people together that he can rule them in the spirit. He can bring forth after the Spirit to bring forth, like I said, Mele, I mean, uh, one of the names of God, Jehovah Shabbat. He's trying to bring us, I'm sorry, Jehovah, yeah. He's trying to bring forth so he can, again, can bring us to a place where we're one. Where we, in the Spirit, we pray in unity. In the Spirit, we bind in unity. In the Spirit, we loose the blessing and the favor of God in unity. You understand? in unity, unified, glory to God. Not for the glory of man, but for the glory of God. Dominating in the spirit. Dominate the realm of the demonic, the kingdom of darkness, that we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay, so, again, 
it's in the heart that he wants to bring forth his dominion. Well, like I said, and and Jesus, he brought the kingdom of God to the earth, and it is the hidden. It's a it's a hidden thing. It's a treasure that we have in earthen vessels, right? So let's take a look at um, at some things here. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse one. I, again, I just want to cover this. Talking about the enemies of the land. And again, everything in the Old Testament was written for our ensample or example. You see, there's an understanding there. Jesus said, you search the scriptures, right? Talking to the Pharisees, Sadducees, all the religious rulers. And, you, and, and they are they which testify of me. And you think, because you're searching the scriptures, that you have eternal Zoe or life, right? Life of God. Okay? So... Let me tell you something. In the Old Testament, they didn't have, they didn't have a, brother, hey, brother Byron. In the Old Testament, they didn't have a, I mean, when Jesus was here, they didn't have a, a Bible, a, a King James Version that they were walking around with on their phones, etc. They had what, all that they had was in the, the Old Testament writings. So Jesus said, you, you search the scriptures and you think you, you have eternal life and there they which testify of me. You're still not getting it, in other words. You're still seeing it after the natural, after your carnal man. You still want to build a city in the natural, right, after the carnal man. You still want to build, want me to bring forth my kingdom, my rule, my dominion, my reign after the natural. No, it's after the spirit, amen? So it is hidden in our hearts. So the Deuteronomy chapter 7, talking about the enemies of the land, like I said, these are, these are enemies that the Israelites had to encounter, but... In, in, in our understanding, these, these words, they have meanings of, of, of what these attitudes are behind these names that I'm getting ready to list to you. There's seven of them here. And when the Lord, Deuteronomy 7, 1, And when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, into the place that he wants you to have dominion in the spirit, amen, whither thou goest to possess it, and hast cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, number one, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. When thou shalt, and thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou take, make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. And in the natural, they weren't to <clears throat> Mr. Gooden, John Gooden, Eddie Alfredo. Hey, Eddie. He's an old friend of mine from high school. But, um, like I said, um, seven enemies mightier than you, enemies of your heart, in other words. And I'm going to briefly give a description here. Understand that when there's a name spoken of, it speaks of uh, a nature, right? The name. So, we're talking about seven nations, seven nations greater and mightier than you. God knows that they're mightier than you. But see, thank God we have the Spirit, the Spirit and the Word. The deliverance comes from the precious, which is Jesus. You see, many times we want to focus on trying to deal with the problem on our own. If I, you know, don't buy any cigarettes, for example, this is just an example, or don't go around the people that you know, involved, always want to be involved in fornications and adulteries and looking for women or, 
if I don't get involved in the world, you know, if I stop watching TV or whatever. You see, we're always trying to do these natural things. But <clears throat> Jesus told Mary, Martha, Martha, Martha was cumbered about with many things, busy, 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 busy. And he told uh, he told Martha, you know, he, she wanted Mary to help him, help her. And he told Martha, Martha, you're cumbered about with many things. But Mary has chosen that good thing. Who is the good thing? Right? Who are we talking about? Who do we glorify? Who do we honor? Who do we bless? We bless our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We come forth after the Spirit. We come forth after the life of God. You see? We want that life. We want that presence. So we're going to spend time with Him. Okay? And God told Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Jeremiah was upset. Right? People weren't listening. And God told Jeremiah, you separate the precious from the wild. Don't you return to them, but then let, let them return to you. See, you sanctify yourself away and get in my presence. Get before me, says your God. Right? And it's not, like I said, um, it's spending time with God, amen, in his presence, amen. And this is the life of God that when you encounter your, your brothers and sisters, this is what is going to be imparted to them, the precious. So, this is how you get deliverance. It's not, like I said, not trying to not do these things, but spending time with God. And eventually, you won't even know what happened, you know. All of a sudden, now you're, you're at peace. And he said, my peace, I live with you, you see. All right, the Canaanites. These are the seven nations mightier than you. They are peddlers, they are merchantmen, they are negotiators, they are jealous. They're humiliated to bend the knee, to humiliate, to vanquish, to bring down low into subjection, under, humble, self, subdued, put down to make someone feel very ashamed or foolish, to reduce or to lower the position in, in their own eyes or the eyes of others, to mock, to ridicule, to insult, to degrade. And their nature's in the name. This is just one enemy. And can you see how that has crept into the body of Christ, how we merchant and peddle the Word of God? We've got a table out in front of the lobby and we got all our books and our tapes, our CDs, our DVDs, you know, our mailing lists, our subscriptions. Peddling, 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 peddling everywhere we go. Man, man, man. I want to bring out one scripture here in First Second Second Corinthians chapter two. <clears throat> Paul says, verse sixteen, to the one we are savor to death unto death, and to the other savor to life unto life. And who is sufficient for all these things? You see, to one is receiving by the Spirit the life of God. The other one, ugh, he's grieved. Why? Because God, his soul is getting dealt with. And then verse 17, For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, logos of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God speak we in Christ. We have to understand that in our bringing forth, amen, that we are before the Lord, before the people, amen. And it has to be sanctified. It has to be brought forth in the right spirit. There can't be any hidden motive behind it. You understand? It can't be you. It can't be you so you can get money and gain after, from me. you got to let me bring it forth, says the Lord. Look at the word corrupt, which corrupt. It's the word kape lehuo. It means to be a retailer to peddle, to make money by selling anything. To get sorted, gain by dealing with anything, to do a thing for base gain. To trade in the Word of God, to try to get base gain by teaching divine truth. To corrupt, to adulterate, 
Peddlers were in the habit of adulterating their commodities for the sake of gain. In the Strong's definition, he calls it a huckster to retail, and that is to adulterate. Man, have mercy, oh God, have mercy. Oof. Jack Bushir, hallelujah, hello, sir. So that's the, the Canaanite. He's the one that's crept in, and he's, he's, he allows, I mean, like I said, he makes his body, the body of Christ and these members think that, that they are belong to themselves and they can do what they want to do and they can sell the word of God, they make gain by the word of God in the wrong spirit. Second one is high tights. These are terror fearful, terrors. The real high tights, the intimidators to a nerve to frighten. Are you aggressive? Are you a terror? Are you a bully? Do you use terror? I'd like to bring out another scripture out there, Isaiah fifty four. Praise God. Interesting how I thought I was going to be getting into uh, witness faith, but I'll cover that next week because the Spirit of God is on this. <clears throat> Verse 14, Isaiah 54, 14. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Amen. Oppression means extortion and injury. Gained by extortion. Distress. Hmm. For thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Terror, there is destruction, ruin, and terror. So see, all these enemies of the land that are bringing terrorism and, 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 and trying to intimidate through fear, Scripture says in righteousness you're going to be established. You're going to be far from oppression, far from fear and terror, for it shall not come near you. You're not going to be worried about, you know, the doctor says they found this or whatever. See, this is why we must believe in God's Word. I'm pointing this because this is what I study by, you know, this script. In the Android version, I use a version of the Bible called My Sword, an app. It's free. Anyway, and anyway, uh, you know, people are fearful of so many things, you know, they're so scared, you know, they, 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 these doctors, they peddle these drugs on them and all these, all these things that, 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 you know, because the people don't have faith toward God, they don't know how to believe in God's Word to bring forth the thing that, that they need from the Lord, right? We're talking about faith toward God right there. So anyway, fear, the Hittites. And then we got the Amorites. He's the sayer, the talker, the speaker, the pub publicity, prominent, outward, very visible, loud. They gainsay, they talk back, they talk over you, they scream, they holler, they yell. Hello, Mr. Wesley Barker. They yell, talk about the enemies of the land, Deuteronomy 7-1. Remember that... These are these are attitudes. These are these are natures, and 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 this is after, like I said, after the spirit, not a, not in the natural. In other words, it's not an enemy of the land that we're going to take with with manly, I mean, with worldly weapons, etc. So the Amorites, they scream, they holler, they yell, they want to be noticed, acknowledged, recognized. You know, and, and I'm guilty of this with my wife. Sometimes, you know, we get into it, you know, stroke for stroke, one trying to outgain the other. Thank God for His mercy, Amen. The parasites; these are open country without walls, no boundaries, no standards, no rules, no restraints, no restrictions, no submission to authority. Will not acknowledge authority. These are individuals that want to run around and 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 you know do what they do in the land. You know they're drinking in their vehicles. They're and they're Christians. Uh, they're carnal, you know, carnal Christians. But like I said, they. Enemies of the land that they, they, they don't want boundaries. They don't want they don't want uh, any authority, any structures. You know they 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 cross fences all the time. They 
They bust down gates. And again, this is a parasite. Hivites is a living place. The villagers, they're content. They don't want to move on. They don't want to, anything's shaken up. Everything's okay the way it is. You know, we don't need to change anything. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if you're going to be moving with God, God is always going to be bringing you from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Wil Wilbur McBratty III, hallelujah. All these individuals, hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Um, <clears throat> so the Hivite, he's the one that wants to maintain the small village attitude. And then we have the Jebusite. He's in the threshing place. They trample on, they walk on, they disrespect. See, these are all things that are in our hearts, you understand? These are attitudes that have to be dealt with. This is what's in our soul. These things have to come out. And, and, and God knows that without Him, you can't do it. You see, and that's why we need the presence of God. We need the life of God. This is what's going to root out the perversion, the Word, rooting out the incorruption, etc. The, the I mean, the, the corruptible, the incorruptible rooting out the corruptible. You understand? Um, and then we got the Gergeshite. He's the one that, that dwelling on a clay soil, it says their foundation has been discovered. Something is wrong with their foundation, the wood hand stubble. So you meet individuals, man, they're super educated, you know, but they look like they're walking around in a cloud that they don't get it. They're just dense. You see, just like clay is thick and dense. Now, the attitude is, that, oh, I already know that. You know, they have this mental sense about everything. You know, they want to write their own Bible. They want to, I remember I was talking to an individual one time, and he was trying to tell me about fornication. You know, I think he said fornication is not a sin or something. He says, I've done my own studies. It doesn't really mean what the... What the, what the words, the de definitions that are out there saying. Anyway, I don't know where he's coming from. Well, I know where he's coming from. <coughs> Excuse me. He's trying to justify his own lifestyle. And that's what the soul does. He's always trying to cover it up, right? Like fig leaves and aprons, like Adam and Eve. So, again, uh, they don't have any scripture or foundation to back up what they're saying. It's just all head knowledge. You know, they have no word, they have no scripture, they don't spend time with the Lord. It's always about them. They're so disorganized and so chaotic, you know, and they just don't get it. You know, unstable as water, you know, as water, you know, you can't predict anything about water because it's going to move a certain direction as the wind blows on or as the conditions change, etc. So, anyway, that, that kind of covers... Um, the enemies of the land, and uh, we, we talked about, like I said, the five stages of spiritual growth, making of a leader, growth and maturity, napios, parion, technon, weos, pater. We talked about the two words, talking about repentance, metanoia and metamalomai. Metanoia is godly sorrow, sorrow and repentance and turning back to the Lord, godly. And then worldly sorrow is metamalomai, you're sorry because you got caught. Our prison systems are full of this type of person, these type of attitudes and individuals. They got caught, so they got to change. Now you got to conform because now I got to manage you. I got to control you. One thing I tell my sons all the time if you can't manage yourself, somebody else is going to manage you. If you don't know how to come under authority and come under the, 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 the authority structure wherever you're at and, con and conduct yourself orderly, then somebody else is going to manage you. You see? And that's the way it is in any given situation. So, next week we're going to talk about faith. When is it? And obviously faith is now. Faith is always now. Hallelujah. It's not someday, some way. 
You know, oh, I hope God does something for me. You need to believe in God. You need to put His Word on the matter. What does the Word of God say about what you need? This is how you bring forth faith toward God. You must believe. If I believe, therefore I'm going to confess. It's going to come forth out of my mouth. You understand? So faith toward God is not just, a, oh yeah, I have faith. Well, faith in what? It's not just faith in believing. Faith in what? Faith in the Word of God. Faith toward God. That's what we're talking about here. Oh. Well, if there's any 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 questions anybody has, I see there's a lot of people who've been coming on. I'll be glad to answer any questions. You can always email me. Create disciples at gmail.com. All these audios and all these uh, lessons and these outlines and uh, YouTube, Facebook, everything's available online. Free. There's no charge for any of this. Um, freely you have received, freely give. Amen. Oh, man. Praise God. You know, it's funny when, when you have to deliver a word, it just has to come forth. Amen. You can't hold it back. I don't understand why this thing won't go live for me. Well, Alright, so I want to thank everyone for coming online. I pray that you've been encouraged by the Lord. I pray that as God reveals things to you, that you allow the Holy Ghost to turn you back to the Lord and just, you know, ask God to forgive you. Amen. He is a faithful God. He's faithful to His Word. Amen. And, and, and he'll, he'll bring us to a place where He needs us to be. You see, and, and again, you know, one, I, I, one of the things that God has revealed to me, I know why God has brought forth now some of the reasons, like I said, you know, why the foundational principles needed to be brought forth. It's because we need laborers. There's, there's, there's so many sons and daughters that don't have a foundation, and they just move with every wind of doctrine. You know, I saw this thing one time where they were selling this kit online, this uh, DNA kit. And uh, you could get, uh, you could see if your blood has Jewish blood. <laughs> Once again, because the body grass doesn't know the word of God, which, which scripture says that uh, a Jew is not one which is one outwardly, but it's one inwardly. It's circumcision or the cutting of the flesh, right? From the, from the male on the eighth day, etc. circumcision. is a matter of the heart and the spirit, not in the letter. It's not a natural thing, you see. God was representing the natural, but it, later on he was going to bring it forth in the spirit and said your your flesh needs to be cut away from your life so that I can get you to a place where when you bring forth, you bring forth out of your spirit. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for all the many brothers and sisters, oh God, that are, that are hearing your words, that are taking heed, Father. I pray that that seed would go deep into their hearts, Father God. And that, that the enemy, the wicked one that comes to take away the seed that's on the heart, in Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray that they would, they would understand, Father God, the frustration of why the enemy wants to bring, doesn't want the seed to grow in our hearts, because he doesn't want the kingdom of God to come forth, the ways of God, the will of God, the work of God, the way of God. <clears throat> I thank you, Lord God, and I bless you, Lord, for this hour. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.